Morning everyone, day six of the coffee advent calendar here on a comedian called Carl drinking coffee. Mm, mm, mm. These are a lovely, oh, they're a lovely bean. They're from Slovakia, well the roasteries from Slovakia. Um, Limite roasters, but they are rich, peppery, lovely. I am. Um, I think I sound a bit. Uh, I feel like my voice is a bit deeper today. I feel a bit, you know, done in a bit. You know, what I mean, like I'm a bit. I'm tired. I'm a bit sniffly, a bit of a cold, and um, yeah. I just. I tell you what. I had a few fucking beers yesterday. Um, quite strong craft beers. You know, I probably got up into the. What did I do? Yeah, I had a few and then I went and did a gig and I had a couple at the gig. Like I've probably had about six points in total, all six beers of differing strengths. I had a rum punch, don't ask why or judge me. Um that was quite strong. So yeah, I just like, you know, and I was really a bit sleepy. So it really, really um messed with my night's sleep because obviously having a baby that wakes up every couple of hours does that's fine if you're not had a few beers and uh, you know you, you just you can wake up do it and go back to sleep but when you've had a drink your sleep pattern's all a bit wonky in it so I feel like I just had a real a real um, bum hole of a sleep so what I'm saying is if ever there's a coffee that's been welcome it's a limite coffee roasters of Slovakia's offering today mmm oh yeah oh yeah it's a good one. How is everyone? Sunday morning. How's your Sunday morning going? It's it's an absolute misery here. I'm looking out my window. It's quiet. I mean, there's quite a few cars going past. No one on the streets. It's rainy. Just, um, we're thinking of going to the farmer's market shortly. I reckon it's going to be very quiet today. One thing I will say about the people of Queen's Park is uh, they are very weather dependent. You know, at farmer's market on a nice sunny day, carnage. It's like they've come in from everywhere. But the moment it gets a bit moody, they're all staying in their big old houses in Queen's Park. Getting a log on the fire, mate. Ordering from a cardo. <laughs> I said this, I'm saying this like it's uh, things, I order from a cardo. I don't have a log fire. I don't live in Queen's Park. But you know, it's uh, so I'm not judging just saying, I get it, mate. You know, they're they're fair weather farmers market goers, not like me. <laughs> Rain or shine, I'm at that fucking market getting me kale. Uh, what's your Sunday routine? I think I like having a Sunday routine. That's um, maybe it's an age thing. As I've that's really become a thing. As I've got, well, I've always sort of had it actually. One of my favourites, there was a period of time when me and two mates lived together in a flat in Blackheath. And we were all working in the city, not the city, like, um, but uh, the West End. I was working for a media company uh, on the Strand. This was one of my jobs before comedy that I managed to sort of blag my way into because I didn't have any um, higher education um, or skills for that matter. <laughs> it was a miracle that I managed to get a relatively decent job 
but um, I was very good in an interview, I will say. Now, I don't know, that sounds almost arrogant, but honestly, I genuinely think if you're good in interviews, you can you can paper over so many flaws in your CV. Because, you know, if you've got an interview, chances are they've already sort of overlooked a fair bit of your CV. They don't really care much for your CV. It doesn't matter. You probably fit the brief. You know, they might be looking for someone who's a bit younger, willing to learn, whatever. If you get in that room for an interview, uh, you you have a chance of getting that job. Just remember that. So you've just got to go in and absolutely charm the undercarriages off them. And that was one thing. I, that was one thing I was good at in an interview. And I was also, this was what? When's the last time I? This, I mean, I'm obviously saying this now. I don't know what the job market's like now. But last time I had an interview would have been 17 years ago or something, 18 years ago. But you know, yeah, I was young. I just walk in. I'd, I was well aware of the flaws and the lack of experience on my CV. But you just chat. The trick is talk at every possible chance. Talk about anything but the job, anything but the role, anything but your CV, anything but your experience. Every single thing. Answer the question, but then quickly turn it on to them. The office, what goes on, like you know, just. Just little, whatever you can see in your peripheral vision, just use as an ex, a sort of a distraction. So all you end up doing, and it sounds it sounds cynical, but what um, what you're essentially doing is having a normal conversation with somebody you've just met, rather than have to talk about the specific thing you're there for. You end up just having a general chat, and what happens then? And this is a if there's any psychologist listening, they might be able to back me up. Is basically they're thinking more about, oh, it'd, it'd be nice or she'd be nice to have around the place because they're just good good to chat to. So it's almost like the job becomes secondary and you become the thing. You become the product. Anyway, that's my little tip of the day. What I was... <laughs> that was quite... Um, I feel like that could be a... I could become like a coach, self-help coach for a get the career you want with Carl Donnelly he says uh, in his robe I'm wearing a Tottenham robe <laughs> sitting at my desk uh, as comedy is still sort of on hold uh, not really actually I've done gigs this week but um, what I was saying there was Sunday routines I, we used to have a lovely one when me and my mates lived in Blackheath so we all worked in the West End I worked in, in, on the Strand at um, a company called AGB my mate uh, Richard it actually lived with two, my, both of my friends that I lived with were called Richard at that point. Um, one of them, he lived, he worked for Shell Oil, which um, we used to wind him up about, because obviously their, their history of being bad. And uh, they were then based on the Strand. So we worked, uh, we lived together and worked about 150 metres apart. So regularly we'd meet in the pubs of the Strand, like the Coal Hole and the Nelgwyn. Uh, my other mate, Rich, he worked more over towards the city, in Moorgate. And um, we used to, whatever happened, you know, some, if we'd, if we'd end up doing something on a Saturday, maybe at that point I'd just started doing some open spot gigs. So, you know, I might come back late or we'd meet up and get some drinks in us in, the, in town. And like we'd all just wake up on Sunday morning a bit hungover and we'd go to the local shop, it had a little deli in it, and we'd buy, and this was pre-vegan obviously, I um, would buy a full rotisserie chicken, a full loaf of white bread, fresh bread, 
and we would get some like cans of fizzy drink and we'd go and sit on the sofa and we'd work our way through the whole chicken and whole loaf of bread and it was our Sunday thing we'd watch some episodes of The Sopranos oh, it was lovely it's a lovely thing to do hang on I need to quickly wipe my nose uh oh but yeah that was um forget about you forget about those times don't you you know um i always you always i always think now i'm much more of a creature of habit and my daily routines are much bigger part if anything i've always had them with all we all have some but you just replace them with probably slightly more wholesome ones as you age you know that one that one was very much reflective of the fact we were all hanging out of our bums because we were young and boozy lads who had been out the night before we had a really funny period in that flat where we were we were we were working through the sopranos and um we started watching it in the evenings we'd do a couple of episodes before bed and we i mean this is mental when i actually say it now we it is coffee related though so you know it's actually probably on topic we would we started watching sopranos but then for a laugh one day i don't know who it was I don't know if it could have been me, but I, I, I mean, my memory of this is bad enough that it could it could have been any any one of the three of us showed up slightly dressed like one of the Sopranos, like you know, had basically showed up in like a white vest and tracksuit bottoms, uh, but didn't sort of mention it. So it was like a little funny in joke, and then over a couple of days later, somebody else one out of the three of us did, and we did. I and I went out and bought a brown velour tracksuit. And basically, by, within a week of this joke starting, without anyone really mentioning it, it was ended up with the three of us sitting there, dressed in full Sopranos gear, um, drinking. Uh, we, a brew, like we had, we had a cat, one of them, what are the coffee makers that you put on the stove? The sort of little Italian pressure ones. We, we'd bought a set of, uh, of little tiny espresso mugs, like the, in the Sopranos, they always sit outside the coffee shop drinking. And we were just sitting there watching The Sopranos, dressed like them, drinking little cups of espresso that we'd just brewed on the hob. And it was a, it was a very funny little um, joke that just escalated to that point over the course of like a week. But that being said, drinking a cup of espresso before bed, in hindsight, is one of the weirdest decisions I, I can recall. I've made some questionable decisions in my life. That has got to be up there. You know, oh, to be young again. You know what I mean? That is, now, if I had an espresso before bed, I would be up until the next night's bedtime. <laughs> it would be game over. Mm. Oh, I'm very happy with these beans. It's got better as I've gone on. As it's cooled, they've tasted better. Um which is a that's always a good sign like you know it doesn't get it's not like one of the ones where it just it tastes nice and then it just yeah whatever it doesn't matter this one it sort of grows and improves um anyway let's all get on with our sundays if you've listened on another day i'm sorry i wanked on about sunday routines but they're nice get yourself a sunday routine the current one just quickly i'll run you through it we get up yeah um, at the minute, obviously, with a baby, I tend to get up first, get the baby up, let Hannah have a little cheeky bit of sleep. Um, I'll make a juice, 
and uh, Hannah will arise and then we will normally have some form of uh, pastry and like you can get lovely vegan ones now like they're just like but just roll that normal company where you make them at home and so they're freshly baked in the oven Hannah will get up so we'll have fresh croissants or pan au chocolat with a, and then I'll make my coffee and a juice and we'll sit there have that in the morning then get ready off to the farmer's market get some nice bits um, and then back and then um, just mill around do some stuff and then it's uh, a sort of roast of some affair that I'll cook and then it's a lovely evening in front of the teller today I mean it is going out the window because well different new things doing this every morning this does take you know 10 to 15 minutes out of my day then farmer's market but it's the north london derby today where um tottenham are playing arsenal so I've, i will be watching that um and then i've also got a gig tonight so you know this sunday is a bloody write-off especially if tottenham lose but hopefully they won't hope you have a nice Sunday hope you have a nice day whatever you're listening uh, I hope you if you've got an advent calendar hope it's going well hope you're feeling Christmassy I know it's been a tough year and it can be quite hard but you know just let it let it wash over you mate listen to Bloody Saviour's Day by Cliff Richard get in the mood it will cheer you up um, and remember my tips on job interviews <laughs> so there you go that's today's comedian called Carl drinking coffee take care everyone